This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 69, sponsored by YouByNow.com. No jokes, please. Just one? Welcome 
TVIFanboy.com Pick a Week Podcast. It's episode 69. I'm Connor. I'm here with Josh. Hello. And Ron. Hey. And at iFanboy, we like comic books. We read comic books, and every week we read a bunch, and somebody picks the best one. They write about it on the website, and we talk about it on the podcast, as well as other books of the week and other letters and things. Before we get going, a quick reminder, this is a uh, review show, so there's going to be spoilers and dis- discussions on plots and storylines. So if you haven't read your books yet, pause the show, come back later, and pick it up again. And th- a lot happened this week. so be Yeah, careful. a lot of books, a lot of uh, stuff to talk about. So Far be it from us to ruin Civil War for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we got so much to talk about. Josh, kick it off. Um, yeah. Okay. I got... Uh... I had a whole lot of books for my. It was one of those weeks where I looked at all the books I had and I thought, "Oh, that's too many." To did we have. did we all collectively get screwed this week? What was the counts for everybody? 14, 15. Damn. Yeah. So really, like you guys buy more books than me, so you're used to that. But for me, eleven was it was a rough. Oh, haul. No, 15, no, I, fifteen sucks. <laughs> Fourteen <laughs> is about twice as many it's... as I get every week. <laughs> the, the the sweet number is like eight or nine, I think. You know? See, that's a lot for me. Okay. I like sweet number for me is six, seven, eight, something yeah. like that. You guys, you guys can handle more. I, you're more men than me, or whatever the comic equivalent of a man is. Um, anyway, the, the 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 short story of the whole thing being that I, I read a lot of really good books, and I think we were talking about it ahead of time, and just saying these are kicking my ass. These, it's a good week. It wasn't just a lot of books. It was a lot of really good books. Yeah, and yeah. so I I had to sit down, sort of long and hard, and I was like, well, what what was it that really <laughs> Made me, made me. What, what do I want to do as the pick? Because now uh, it's a lot more fresher than there used to be, <laughs> as Connor learned last week. Right. Um, but I decided that the thing that uh, I, I really enjoyed the most and impressed me the most was Robin number one fifty nine. Um, and and I, I checked and I looked to see if we'd ever picked it because uh, Connor and I have been sort of raving about it since one year later, and I realized it never been uh, pick of the week. And I thought, well, in a week where everything. Uh, is Biggie an event, and there's teams fighting and everything. The thing that really was the most fun was the sort of most small personal story out of all the books I read. Um, <clears throat> I was shocked and impressed. Shocked and impressed? Yes. Excellent. Um, we've talked about this book a lot on the show because, uh, you know, people, people always say, what DC book should I buy and things like that. This is the DC book you should be buying. You can go out there and you can pick up this issue right now, number 159, and you'd get along just fine. Um, yep. it, it's it's. I don't know if it's the best DC book going on. It's it's definitely the best sort of Bat Family book. I would actually say I'm probably enjoying it more than more than even Detective at this point. Yeah, no, it is the best Bat Family book, and it may just be the best DC book. It's the most fun superhero book I think I'm reading regularly in issues. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it, it feels a lot. It's basically the the story for this issue is that um, Ron, are you alive? Are you with us? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm listening. Why, why don't you read the book? Because I just bought 15 books. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I, can't, I can't even argue with that. Right. And the thing, um, the thing is, don't get me wrong, though, is that like, I've, I've, for whatever reason, my aversion to Batman, I've read Robin before in the past. Like, I, like when I have the whole when Tim Drake became Robin in the 90s, I have all those books. You know, like for, I, I like Robin as a character. You know, just, I just, I'm not reading it now. So. Basically, at this point, uh, Robin, uh, Tim Drake... Uh, is is on a date with this girl who's his math tutor, and this has sort of that's, been going on. That's for a not while. ethical. They're, this, <laughs> well, they're the same age. Well, they're in high school. They're it's, high school. St- it's still not ethical. I, I don't think he really needs the math tutor. I think it's like a thing that it's they a ploy. So he doesn't seem so smart and cool. uh, like Bruce Wayne being drunk. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. His, so Tim, so Tim Drake class. is Tim Drake is dumb. Well, yeah. not dumb. He just needs help with math. He wants to look like he's struggling <laughs> okay, a little got more. It. Got it. Um, 
and of course, when they're at this, like the Robin, the boy wonder, of course, is fumbling all over his words in, in very sincerity. He doesn't quite know how to interact with people on a personal level, which is really interesting because he's so capable at everything else. Um, and the opposite of Dick Grayson, as in, in almost every respect. Yeah, Dick Grayson's like, uh, he's like he's like my brother. That's all. I can <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're they're at the they're at dinner and like and the light changes and they turn around and you hear like somebody go, "Is that the bat signal?" And they've shined it on the side of the building and there's something going on and you see him sort of struggle for a second because you can. He tell wants he to get out like, there. Yeah. Should I leave? Should I go deal with the thing? And then he just thinks, you know what? No, it's just a criminal that Batman can deal with without me. And then it, t- it turns out that Batman sort of shows up there and tries to get him to leave the date, which I really liked because I thought it showed. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it, it basically showed Batman's like, come out and hang with me. <laughs> who's, who's this girl? This is this is not. Uh, come on, and and Tim's like, you can handle this. Don't be a puss. You can do it, which is absolutely true. So then. I'm going to just tell the whole story because it's it's really interesting and it's basically it's very simple. And then people, of course people love the, that, people love the long-winded story explanation. <laughs> what are you going to do? And then Batman crashes through the window with the villain, and Tim's like, "Come on, you didn't need to do that." And Batman, yeah, like, I think he did it on purpose. Yeah, do you think he did? Uh, it's hard to say with Batman, you know. But I thought that the more importantly, the great thing was that he actually yelled at Batman about it. Like yes, and that well, was, that's, that's the point he gets to. That's one of the great things about Tim Drake is a. Uh, he actually didn't. The fact that he didn't leave the date is something that is unique to Tim Drake. He's always had this sort, uh, the idea that he's going to have a separate life, and he has always said he's not going to be Batman when he grows up. He's going to be Robin for a while, and he's going to have a life, and not this isn't going to be it. Even though he's slowly sinking into that world where he, it's inevitable he will be Batman, uh, he's always had that philosophy. He's not going to be consumed by this lifestyle. So that was very, very in character to not go out uh, and leave the date, and then it was also in character to say. You know, to call Batman on a shit and say you're being an asshole right now, <laughs> which is what he did, and he is. I I think I'm not sure. Him and Alfred are the only two characters in the entire DC universe who can do that. Well, Maybe Dick Superman. Dick can do that. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. But I'm not reading Dick right now because it's supposed to be shitty. It's terrible. But um, <laughs> but then but the, but the thing is, even though he yells at him, it ends with them swinging off into the night, and they're both got big smiles on their faces because they're gonna go fight crime. So yeah. I mean, even though they had a fight, they're still off. You know. Yeah. They've, well, they've got a much healthier relationship than, oh, it's totally healthy. than Batman and Robin have previously had in the past, which is, again, it's one of those things that he's building up in this book that sort of has been attempting for a while, and he's doing a good job of it. And, and by, I don't know who came up with the idea of having Bruce Wayne adopt Tim Drake, by the way, which wouldn't raise any eyebrows anywhere about <laughs> At the all. identity of Batman. <laughs> well, no, but didn't, uh, he, but didn't he have Dick as a ward, though? I mean, he, 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 adopted, adopt, he, he adopted yeah. Dick eventually a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, But Dick I mean, was already an adult. Like it yeah. was like a he adopted him as an adult. It was like an on. He was in his twenties. It was like he Symbolic. wanted to make it official to say, you know, I do consider you my son. Wow. Well, when do you guys adopt me? I plan on it in about fifteen years. Oh, fantastic! Whew. And then I can be your daddy. <laughs> um, let me ask you, Connor. When you were reading this, did you want him to leave the date? No. No. Did no. you think he was going to? No. I mean, I knew him well enough to know he wasn't leaving the date. But I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the whole idea of him on the date. I, I always liked the date stories. Yeah. Whenever the superhero goes on the date. Um, I remember you told me you're like, "Ooh, it's the date." You showed it to me earlier, and I was like, oh. "I showed him in the store." But did he get uh, any? He got a little, got a little kissy smoochy. Got a little smoochy smooch. Yeah. Nice. Dick, Dick would have sealed the deal, but that's not. Oh. Cool. <laughs> um, and she would have been an alien. Adam, Adam, He's like Beach, Shatner. <laughs> Adam Beachin is really good at writing teens. He really is. This um, is very this natural. Is, 
if not a, a better a, is good or a better book than than Ultimate Spider-Man from the relationship aspect. Well, in terms of team dialogue, the one bad thing about Ultimate Spider-Man you could always say was the team dialogue was a little too cliched in times, like with the slang. Um, where Beechin doesn't feel the need to throw in slang, they just sound like teenagers talking. Um, and and the last couple of issues of this, there was a guest artist who was a great artist, and I really enjoyed it. But the return of Freddie E. Williams II, uh, who I wish had a shorter name. Uh, I was was very much welcome. It's just this nice, simple sort of cartoony style. It's I would say it's vaguely uh, manga influenced. It's also but, kind of Mike Wieringo esque too. Yeah, not annoyingly so. Sort of no. or in the Scott McDaniel. But, but he's got his own style. It's, totally. it's not it's not a rip off style. Um, it, still, Tim Drake loves sweater vests. Yeah, he's not so good with the clothes. I kept looking at I kept looking at the girl and thinking she's awful dressed up for a teenager on a date. But then I realized he's the richest boy in the world, and they're in a fancy restaurant, so maybe. Well, the thing is, funny is she's really, really dressed up, and he's kind of casual. I mean, he's oh. just wearing a sweater vest over over a button down. Well, under that though is a whole bunch of Kevlar and shit. So, right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I mean, like, there's not really a whole lot more to say about it. It's a great book. Um, it's it's, it's awesome. been good. Every issue has been good since since one year later. Um, and the I only negative, I yeah. you mentioned it in your in your review, review, is the cover. Yeah, well, it's a great cover or drawing, but on the cover he's protecting a blonde white girl, and his date is black. Yeah. God damn! What? How hard is it? How? Hard, hey, guy, drew in the cover. She's not white. I don't know. Like that's what's just funny is that no they could have tossed it in Photoshop before they sent it out. Right. Exactly. I the mean, it would have taken like ten minutes. Oh, it would have worked for her too. I mean, well, it, you, you, I, I guess in, in retrospect, we should be glad that the right issue actually got printed. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? It comes out on time, and it, and it's it's good inside. That's really more than any more than anybody else has given for, me. For the for the people not in the know, or whatever. This week, DC had a little bit of a printing problem, and they published uh, Superman number what was it? Out of order. Like, and they printed next month's Superman this month. <laughs> No, no, couldn't tell the difference. Oh yeah, exactly. My my favorite was that the solicitation for all the action comics coming up that Richard Donner has nothing to do with. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick that up eventually. Sure, right along with Heinberg's Wonder Woman. It's going to be yeah, great. Exactly. Oh, I, uh, well, that's over. That's that over. came out today. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why I bought. Yeah, this week. All right, let's let's move on to the uh, big one. So the big nut. So this is the Civil uh, War number seven. It's finally over. Is it? Yay. Is it over? Is it really? Or is it just beginning? Well, the status quo has changed, I guess, right? So, whatever. Um, so, well, okay, so, so Josh, why wasn't this the pick of the week? Because I had too many mixed feelings about it. Really? Cause not because um, it sucked? <laughs> you know no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm kidding. You know what? I don't think it sucked. Yeah, no, I don't think it sucked. I don't I'm, think Civil War overall sucked. But I think that because it was built up to supposed to be the greatest thing since Jesus, the fact that it wasn't wasn't amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was as tired as the Lord Benson reference in this. Um, oh, jeez, that was really bad. <laughs> the fact that it wasn't the most amazing thing was almost more disappointing. Like, if yeah. this had just blown ass beyond compare, like, that'd be one thing, but, like, I'm sort of ambivalent about it. Let's 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 talk about this specific issue before we get into the whole the whole experience. Um, I mean, that's the thing is, there's a whole lot to think about. Right. I think I read this issue three or four times, which is unusual for. I usually read a book at most twice. Right. If at all. Um, if at all, really, I don't even read half the books I pick. <laughs> I don't even like comics. <laughs> I don't even know who you guys are. <laughs> I. I don't think anyone I, will remember we've done this joke a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think every time I read it, I had a different idea of what I thought of the book. 
I will tell you that when I first read, like about halfway through it the first time, I was like, oh, this sucks. Through the end, I was like, okay, that didn't suck, but some, that kind of sucked, but some parts were okay. And then five minutes later, I had a completely different reaction the more I talked about it with, with Connor and thought about it a little more. And honestly, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. What do we think well, about the, how it was resolved, the ending? Well, okay, yeah, so my, my problem with it was, I mean, just to recap and to spoil it for those folks, the so Civil War is over and basically Tony Stark won. And which we knew it, was going to happen. Which we knew was going to happen, and and uh, and it it ended when when the people of New York rose up and took down Captain America and made him realize that they were they that they weren't helping anybody by this fight. And this is something that this is the this is my first. This, I think this might be my main problem with with Civil War all all through, is that Captain America wasn't handled correctly, and yep. I, that sounds like such like a fanboyish response, but like the fact is. All of the mistakes, like the fact that he realized at the end, oh my god, I'm doing the wrong thing. Okay, that that makes sense. That's in keeping. But I don't know if I think he'd be so dumb as to go through all those steps to get to that point. I I was completely and utterly shocked, and I do not believe for a second that they would have dropped this fight in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, if the whole point is to protect, like, as soon as they drop into Midtown, they say, okay, let's keep it all in Midtown. Right, the, yeah, the only most densely populated area of Manhattan in the middle of the day. Go to the west side. Um, why <laughs> cloak the train yards? You know, <laughs> why cloak would have dropped from there and not some fucking cornfield in Nebraska now, or the desert of of New yeah. Mexico? I mean, because then the people of New York wouldn't be able to rise up. Right, the, but that's just that's like, just clear, that that means that's not a story development. That's just a hackneyed way of sticking in that and, that moment. And honestly, I'm I mean, and I'm a New Yorker. I love it. I love all the things that go with it. Whatever. But like, I'm really like the spy, You know, like the Spider Man in the movie when they're throwing stuff at Green Goblin. Like, it's getting to be a real cliche to have just the regular people rising up and and you know, and especially to have a fire as like the main guy to tackle Cap is just like it just seemed low and easy. You know, well, like, I mean, the th- here's the th- I can understand why Cloak would have transported them there because he was doing way more than he was used to. He was weak. He was scared. That's where he lives. That's where we have him. But I really think that had they all dropped in and all of a sudden realized, shit, we're in the middle of Manhattan. We can't. This can't happen here. Right. Like Captain yeah, America is not going to let that happen there. There's that Iron one Man. panel where they're, they're just indiscriminately destroying buildings. Right. Yeah. I believe, it's like Connor, that they including our office. office. Yeah, um, uh, I don't believe for a second that would be happening. I just don't believe for a second that they would allow this fight to get to the point where the Vision is shooting his beams into the side of a building. Let me ask you: What do you guys think about the 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 begin like the fight basically? I I've been really disappointed with the fights in this book across the board because I don't feel like as if they they're actually happening. Like here's another character. Yeah, no, like it's it's like it's like a bunch. It's a bunch of moments, and I feel like it's again. I feel like it's going too quickly. You know what I mean? Like I just feel I just feel like this entire thing went by so quickly. I just have a hard time believing that that you know. I mean, it just you know. I know when you've got like eighty characters on a page fighting and stuff like that, all you can do is look at one you know group you know two guys fighting here, two guys fighting there. But it just you know it was boom 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 boom. And, there was and no was, narrative you know, to the yeah, fight. Yeah, exactly. Like although the, the the Invisible Woman beating down Taskmaster rule was pretty cool. That yeah. was a great and the page. thing the thing coming back and and and, and Namor getting in the fray and, and stuff the thing like was that. the only one concerned yeah. with the civilians. Which, right. Yeah, and I just don't buy for a second that this would have gone down this way. Right? No, I know. And, and it just seemed like they were like, "What if we just do it in the middle of Manhattan? It'll be, it'll be spectacular." And the editors were like, "Yeah." Oh god. Like, well, man. well, and the thing, and overall, I mean, like, I'm with you, Josh. Is that like, I didn't think it was bad. And overall, I don't think Civil War no, sucked. No, I think no. again, what it is is I think they had a really good idea and they got really excited and they overshot, they overdid it, and therefore, and that affected the quality. I and, think they tried to make it too high concept movie. 
Right. And and the thing is is that and I this is this might be a problem with with Miller or it might be I don't know what, but I just there there's stuff in there that made me groan more often than not. Like for example when when they're in the middle of the fight and Spider Man's dancing through everybody and then you know amazing, fantastic, spectacular. amazing spectacular. Yeah, that was that just was, like oh come that come was super on. Lame. You know, the, the the Lloyd Benson thing was super lame. You knew it was um, coming, didn't you? Yeah, no, totally, totally. Although it was cool to see, you know, Chlor get, get killed, but you it was know, just well, like... Well, here's the problem come, with... You know, I'm what? not calling Chlor. The problem with him is that what was any different about Thor showing up this time as the last time? Nothing. You turn a page, oh my god, Thor's hmm. here. Oops, he's right. down again. That's exactly what happened last time. So what was the difference? Why do it again? Right, exactly. It just like it just feels like it just feels like okay, listen, we need to get to the end of the book, so just have a fight and have them get to the end of the book. Yeah. And then like and and Miller's giving like almost like out quotes of moments, uh, like bullet points. And it's just not, you know, like Well, like when yeah. I say like some of the fighting didn't make sense. And this is again, it's a totally a nitpick, but like so Iron Man turns around at one point cuz the human torch is sneaking up on him. And it's like, you think I'm dumb? I got that. But three pages later, Captain America says, Vision, where Vision right. is still able to sneak up on Tony. And, and, and not to nitpick, but isn't th- that looks like regular Vision, right? Yeah, it does. Isn't, isn't Vision, Vision is now younger because he's part of Young Avengers because he was the... the oh, evo- I see. It was the, the, kinda... Yeah, you see, it looks like old Vision. Yeah. And that might be a nitpick. I might have missed an issue where whatever it fixed that, you know, like, I don't know. Um, real quickly, art-wise, mm-hmm. um, I'm... I might be wrong, and it might just be rushed pages or whatever. But there are pa- there's a there's a page or two in here that I don't think McNiven drew. Really? Yeah, I know that's a bold statement. <laughs> that's a but, damn conspiracy. But like the the um it's the it's the page when um it's the page after the two the rogue gallery ad after Vision attacks um Iron Man, mm-hmm. and um it's a left handed page and it says Cap saying now I'm fighting dirty and then the next panel is Iron Man uh, is Thor saying Iron Man. Like, is, the, is the other one the page after the Punisher picks up the cap mask? No, no. The next page is uh, the thing coming back. It just it does it didn't look like McNiven to me. That one pat like something felt really wrong, you know. And like looking at and it might be because maybe it was colored differently or color you know. By the yeah, I think they had so many other. People. I think it's, it's yeah. just rushed. And there's four different colorists. It on just it looks so weird. A couple of really nice know. pages in here. There were a couple of really nice pages, like, but then there were a couple of really rush pages. That's, I guess that's there was my both, point. Which yeah. is interesting. So one color, three inkers. It's probably the yeah. difference in the inkers. So do you think the um, Punisher is going to become Captain America? No, I think what? possibly until Captain America gets out of prison. Yes. Yeah, I did totally. Why? I think that's why? what they're setting up the whole cap of worship, and he picked up the mask at the end. Yep. Now, um, at the end, uh, I thought that it left us in a pretty good spot, though. Well, it's, I thought it's it an, left it's us an interesting status quo. I'll give it that. It's a, it's a, it ended in, and it has to because they basically this is they want this to be in the hardcover. They're, I mean, they they wrote this for the premium hardcover, so I know why it ended the way it did. Mm-hmm. But I just got annoyed with the neat little box at the end. Like here you go, and we're all done. You know, and Cap's eh. in prison, and now we've got Avengers, and Tony's in Shield, and yeah, and and we're done, and 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 it's all going to be better. And I don't. Know. I think it's, that I think that one of the things that this issue did for me is that it sort of showed me. I thought that it cemented the actual Tony Stark character in like his motivations for doing everything the whole time. Is yeah. that the whole thing? Everyone's like Tony Stark's a dick and whatever. See, I don't know if that if that if that comes through as much in this. Like, I think like right. okay, it makes sense what he was going for. Right. My question is who are we, who are we supposed to root for now because. We're presented with two Avengers teams now. One is clearly the pro-government lapdog team, and the other one is the insurgent underground terrorist Avengers team. Right. Uh, who am I supposed to be thinking is the hero element of the book now? Who comes uh, out of this in the new? Who in the new Marvel universe now? Honestly, is that the I want to root that, for. That's the that's that's the engaging aspect of it. Like I yeah, don't. No, know. absolutely. Yeah. I find, I find right. that interesting. It's just that. Huh. It hasn't really resolved that that conflict. Now, I mean, right. we still got the assholes on one team, and right. and 
Spider-Man, and how can you root anything that has Spider-Man? Yeah, but on? that's you're coloring that by the fact that they're the assholes because you don't think you didn't. No, because that. Spider-Man's on the other team. You can't. Spider-Man is never going to be on. He on even when he was team. on the asshole side, he was still conflicted. But I don't yeah. know if Tony Tony Stark is the asshole. He thinks he's doing the right thing. He's he's doing it to help people. Yeah, but that that that's the point. Is Spider-Man's on one team? You, that's the team that's going to be the good team, no matter what. Not necessarily. He yeah. can make a mistake. He was in Monument. He had a mistake like the first half of it. Of Civil no, what I'm saying, see, right, but he was that, looking, his looking the whole time. Yeah, yeah. His redemption yeah. is that he's now on the underground team. So we know we have to root for that team. So what is? It's just it's a very interesting dynamic of this setup. Yeah. Um, I, would, I, I, yeah, I see that. I mean, um, were you guys satisfied with the um, with the 42 um, explanation? Yeah, I didn't think it was yeah, a big deal in the first me. place. Yeah. My, I mean, it was better than being like, yeah. oh, I really like Douglas Adams. Right. Yeah. Well, the my only thing is that it, is that it, it should make it like forty three because I feel like that number has such a weight on it. You know what I mean? So maybe. I don't know, but, but that's who knows. Yeah. All I gotta say is, I mean, like they they, they definitely successfully adjusted the status quo. Yeah. And Anybody who thought I'm, they were gonna reboot it at the end was wrong. Right. And now I'm ready to see. You know, now we've got we've got uh, you know like every book is gonna be interesting. I think after this. So all in all, it was you know it's a However, success. However, we're not done with it now. Oh, it's no. It's gonna never. be years. Yeah. Well, I thought you meant right now. <laughs> no, no, I mean like, but you know, it, it's over. It was better than not. Yeah. Well, we can stay with that theme and talk about Amazing Spider-Man 538, which had the worst cover of the week. Oh, you mean yes. my my last issue of Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> is that is this the one you're talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes. It was pretty bad. No, this story takes place before Daredevil three years ago. That was yes. awesome, I thought. <laughs> no, not three years ago. Daredevil 93. That was recent. It was right before um, he... I think it's after the riot, but before he... he well, that's free, at least he'd... five months ago. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's God. a long time. That made me laugh. That editor's note made me laugh. It that takes place before and after books that... Ugh. It See, they fucked it up. They, they, they went too broad. If people want to know why we didn't like Civil War, that's one of the main reasons why. Yep. Not for the story because they fucked the schedule. It's no because because what it is they got a really good idea and they got really excited and they oh and they 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 overdid it and and it's the classic case of you know you can do twenty things poorly or mediocrely or you can do five things really well and that's the one difference between I think what DC some of the stuff that DC's done and some of the stuff that that compared to what Marvel's done because like you look at the big DC event you know like Identity Crisis twelve issues independent of everything else is going on done really really well you know. Um, you know they they they. Identity they, Crisis was seven issues. It was it seven issues. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was twelve. Seven issues. Okay. Even um, fifty two though. Yeah, but fi- no fifty two. They put up walls around it so that it could be they could focus on that uh-huh. and do that. You know, even though I've have, I've have qualms with the art, but the right. I'm not right. gonna. You know, yeah, but the but art. That's, that's, you know, they 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 set themselves up to succeed. Where I feel as if Marvel set themselves up to fail. Well, it's yeah, but there's a lot of people who would say that if you look at the big three books right now in DC, that those are also all sort of. Yeah, but, that, but that's a different issue. The fifty two thing is. It's almost a company philosophy in that Marvel prides itself on being interlocking and everything crossing over and everybody relating to each other. Right. That's almost impossible to maintain at this point. Right. When yeah, try, and when you try, you, you everything goes to hell. Well, no, I th- I think you can. It just it's just that the combination of the 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 status quo breaking of it and the the focus of the book and then combined with the art delays and everything like that added up to a recipe of failure. It's the kind of thing where you're like, okay, we could do this if these four things go right, but if one of those things falter, then we're fucked down the line. And that, that, that it's risky, you know what I mean? Like it's I think a it's easier thing, to maintain you know? a cohesive universe when there's one Spider-Man book, one X-Men book, and one yeah, Avengers book yeah. when you've got 14 of each book, then it's really hard to keep everything I together. still say you open a continuity office and it can be done. I still Let me ask you a little something done. about real-world continuity. Now, yeah. I, I know that they're supposed to live in our in – our, um, this is like the biggest nitpick of all time, by the way. <laughs> I'm just – I'm not going to say I'm not going to nitpick because I totally am. Um, apparently, the Empire State Building is not on 34th Street in the Marvel Universe. 
Oh, this is the universe that um that Independence Day took place in. Oh, apparently, there's a <laughs> building across the street that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Well, do you remember in Independence Day, the yeah. the um, Empire State Building uh, straddled an avenue. Yeah, and, it, oh, and, yeah. and Jim Hanley's yeah. universe was not there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, I let me ask you: Did, did either you care that Aunt May was shot? No. Who, no. I was no. just disappointed it wasn't Mar- Mary Jane. I was disappointed it wasn't Peter. Is she gonna die? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so what's the point? Just to piss people off, did, and get them talking, and buy the next issue. Did it just yeah. feel like, yeah, they shot her? Great. No, <laughs> that's, that's thump, the worst thump, no thump. ever. It's just like, oh, God. I didn't care. She's either she's either, she's either dead or not. She's died before. She'll and be they back sent again. this. I think I'm gonna go to this no name bald guy up against Spider Man. It's like, I think I'm gonna burn this issue in effigy. I'm of done. What? I don't know. I'm out of ASM now. <laughs> Are you out? I think I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. Yep. I gotta I make know. a call. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm out. I don't know. It's you're, Garney. You're not. That's. You're not out. I know. Anyway, so let's talk about something else, please. Oh, okay. God. Well, I know just the book you guys want to talk about. <laughs> what? I believe I've never talked about Hellblazer. Yes, you have. I have. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> um, I just really quickly wanted to say that um, there fast. was a Scottish novelist who'd been writing the last arc. And I have no idea what it was about. <laughs> Heroin and uh, beer? I'm sorry. No, it was, was about an, it was actually it was about an empathy engine. And when everybody felt sad, uh, the world would explode because it would be invaded by demons or something like that. All right, that's enough of that one. Get and to the story, the whole story The whole story hinged on uh, what the soldiers felt like, whether England won or lost a soccer match. That was like the whole thing of it. Anyway, this issue uh, is like a one-shot with return of Mike Carey, who wrote it for a couple of years, who you guys haven't seen in do, do any good work for a while. Ever? This was, this was awesome. <laughs> All right. The art was sure. by John Paul Leon. Sure it was. Sure. The art was by John Paul Leon from uh, – Oh, he's good. He's very good. It was yeah. like – it was such a – I was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to – it was like a, a simple morality tale, and, and he was telling his, his story to a bunch of guys in, in the pub and – it was just like good classic John Constantine. If you've ever thought about reading Hellblazer, this is a really good issue. Is he coming? Is he just doing this one issue or what? Yeah, the next. Actually, Andy Diggle starts up with the next. He's going to be the regular writer starting on the next one. Andy Diggle, who, who wrote the Losers. Right. right, right Does right. it really frustrate you to like have a taste of what a good uh, what a good Hellblazer and a good Carrie story is, and then know that it's got, like not going to happen again? You know what? No, just because I'd missed it. A, not everything Carrie did on Hellblazer was great. Some of it was a little muddled. It was pretty good. This is one of the better ones he did. The end of Carrie's run was really, really strong. So, yeah. I mean, no, it's like you're watching this guy come back and do something he knows how to do really well, which is the difference between this and un- Uncanny X-Men, or not Uncanny, just X-Men, where I don't, yeah. I don't feel like he's got a grasp on it. But like I was saying, if you've ever thought about reading Hellblazer, this is, not a, this is a really good one that you can just go read one issue and get a feeling of what it's like if it's for you or not. This was a very cool. strong one. That's all. Let, cool. Let's continue on with the books only one of us has read. Yeah, I was I was psyched because um, I, I actually bought my books at my normal store, and usually they don't um, they don't have as big a traffic as as uh, the stores in the city, um, but because I'm out in the suburbs, um, so normally the indie books are it's 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 pretty much a roll of the dice. They if they ordered it, they'll get one or two, and I should advance order, I know, but I'm lazy and all this stuff. So I wasn't sure if local number eight was going to be in, and sure enough, I got, when I got to the store like around six o'clock that night, there was one copy there sitting on the racks, and I grabbed it, and I was so glad I grabbed it because local has been a bit of a um, 
uh, just that arm's reach book for me where like sometimes my store gets it, sometimes they don't. And then I, I've been tracking down the back issues. Very rarely have I gotten it the week it comes out. And I honestly think this is the first issue in this entire run of this – in the eight issues of this run that I've gotten it the week it's come out. Can you um, and, tell me what and, local is? What local is is that it's, it's um, one-and-done stories that are following this girl named uh, Megan McKinnon around different cities in the country. It's through her life. And so, um, and it's focused on the idea, like the idea of local, of like the the local flavor of that of this, the town that it takes in. Like the last issue, I think, took place in Park Slope in Brooklyn. There's an issue that was uh, uh, like kind of in the Northwest. There was an issue, you know, this issue happens to take place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And what happens is it's a little vignette about her life, and it's and this particular one happens to be more romantic. It has to be she's currently she's working as a waitress in a restaurant. And she's sleeping with one of the chefs, and he's like a you know kind of a, a bit of a slacker mid twenties. You know, he's got a you know messy apartment with, with you know, movie posters up and milk crates as furniture and video games everywhere. And he's got roommates. You know, it's a it's a it's a shithole, and they're all watching the Matrix while they're in the other room having sex and you know that sort of thing. And at the same time, there's a customer who comes in the restaurant who's an older gentleman who's obviously has money who has who has shown that he likes her and he takes her out to an expensive restaurant. I saw this movie. It's called Shop Girl. <laughs> you're totally right. Oh my god. Oh my god. You're totally right. That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that, but who cares? Because it was good. And and what was what was also what, what's what's also interesting is that in the context of the story, you really get a flavor for the city that he's in. And and, and I've heard that's the focus as much as anything is the yeah the the, the the backdrop is a character as much as anything. And like and I've been to Chicago and I know the neighborhood that this story takes place in and stuff like that. And you totally you recognize you know signs, you recognize buildings, and and you really feel as if you're there. And and it's a it's it's an interesting um, departure from what. You know what? You know what? You guys have been reading with Brian Wood with DMZ, where you know his kind of his more typical kind of you know kind of um, urban kind of angsty kind of book, where it's the stories have been pretty pretty. I don't want to, I don't want to be cheesy, pretty or you know, but they're pretty tender. Like they're pretty, Eat. You know, yeah, they're pretty emotional. And and the art Ryan Kelly's art has really captured the cities that it takes place in, as well as really get across those emotions. And and this was, I mean, this book this would have been my pick of the week. This, this yeah, they would it was really really good. I've been so. waiting for the trade for that for a while. So well. I've, Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's been taking forever to get this. this right, book no, out. I'm, yeah. I'll be, I'm willing to wait. I just I, I've yeah. heard a good lot about the in the first eight issues, and I'm just waiting yeah. for that. And I really like the design. I mean, everything from the covers to the back covers is all these pinups of the different cities. Well, Brian Wood's a great, great yeah. design. So yeah, so I mean, it was it was it's really really good. I'm glad I caught it finally. On the how did the artist capture Steve Martin's likeness? <laughs> it's a little different than Shop Girls. Not exactly. I know. It did sounds he put like the big nose Roxanne version in? No. <laughs> How about but, a book um, that's a polar opposite of that book? Well, what was the the only book Connor liked this week? What? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you like it? The Brave and the Bold number one. Yeah. Yeah, I like a lot of books this week, though. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I, th- I thought this one would be like your 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 one, the one that you'd be waiting. I for. loved this book, Brave and the Bold number one. <laughs> See, that's um, what I'm talking about. <laughs> Batman and Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. Uh, I used to love the Brave and the Bold series. I'd buy them when I was I'd buy the back issues when I was a kid. Uh, they're typically one, also like local one and done stories, just sort of a team up, out of continuity completely. Not you don't have to worry about it, how it fits in, just or where what's going on. Just have enjoy the adventure. And this was no different. It was a very very much a throwback book. Uh, Mark Wade wrote kind of a, in a throwback style. George Perez's pencils are timeless, but they also evoke sort of the classic sense of the DC universe. And um, I loved Hal Jordan, Bruce Wayne, the Casino. Yeah, that was good. That was really you, good. You read this too, Ron? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, at first, like, right, right away, I was like, do I like this? And then I decided, 
you know what? Like, I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm gonna enjoy it for what it is. And I found myself being really, really impressed by Mark Wade's sort of big imagination. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like let's just make a big, expansive comic book story with aliens and clones and. Oh, this is Gambling. totally about fun. It's not about worrying yeah. about anything, but just having a good time with the characters, and that's usually and, what these stories are about. And then from that, like, it just, I mean, George Perez, I mean, it's so dumb to be like, oh, I mean, he's really good. I mean, but he's, like, he's like a master. Yeah. I mean, these is. these layouts for these pages, like, he's he's sort of a classic comic book artist, but I think that, like, his pages... Are, are like just the storytelling of them are just fantastic. And while I was flipping through it, though, I was kind of getting a little worried because you know we talked about John, we talked about John Byrne, right? Uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, about the coloring about how, not how the co- the coloring and the new, the, like the kind of twenty first century comics making, mm-hmm. and I and I really felt as if George Perez possibly suffers from that as well. Um, not but, as much you know, as Byrne does. Not as much as Byrne does. No, yeah, no. But this is. But I mean, I, I love. I mean, I, I love Perez as a storyteller. You're exactly right. And um, and look how it, dynamic uh, the pages are too. Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's great. So much energy coming off. Of what them. I do worry about the series is um, what DC figured out originally was uh, when you do an anthology. First of all, they don't sell. We've talked about that before. Second of all, uh, your sales that you do get often depend on who's in the book. Right. So I saw like some of the discussion on the web today about this or this week about this book saying, "Oh, next issue is Supergirl and Green Lantern." Forget that. What DC figured out last time was uh, they had Batman in every, in every issue. Yeah. It was Batman and someone else. That was the. It's kind of it's kind of like how Marvel team up with, for years oh, Spider-Man. was Spider Man right. and yeah yeah. Uh, I worry that that they're going to fall into the same trap. Even though it is Mark Wade and George Perez, um, right. you've got to have some some character that people want to read about. Now is yeah. this this is an ongoing. It's an ongoing, yep. Hmm. yep. Uh, I'm going to continue to read it from Mark Wade and, and George Perez. Oh, yeah, no, I'm here. As long as Perez um, is on it, I'm on it. But yeah, uh, I, they should have just kept with the Batman. I know I, know I read the interview with the guys when they announced the book that Mark Wade didn't want to do a, a Batman and book. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you got to be realistic here. Yeah. When it gets down to Lobo and the Bouncing Boy, we're, you know, they're going to be in trouble. <laughs> they'll, they'll be okay for 12, 15 issues, which is as long as it will last, so we're good to go. <laughs> All right, and I think we got one more to mention. We, we um, tried not to do a ton, but we couldn't not mention this. Book. The thing yeah, is, there was at least week. four to five more books we could have easily talked about. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly. what the websites so. and the forums are for. Exactly. But um, fifty-two week forty-two, which means there's only ten weeks left. I was and looking I, at this. I, and I'm not going to talk about the story. I'm just going to say I got two pages in, and I went, "God, this looks really good." <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is with this? And I flipped back. And I was like, "Oh, Derek Robertson drew it." You know, you awesome. know what's really you know what's really funny is that is that they don't they haven't done the standard um like uh credits in the fifty two like you I always feel as if I have to look to find to see who's drawing it right and this the, I did the exact same thing I made like three or four pages in I was like who the fuck is drawing this and I was like I was like oh Derek Robertson yes <laughs> like, it, was like, it was great it was like the, the back in the teens when Phil when Phil Jimenez did yeah, it yeah, yeah I was exactly. just like oh yes I had the so same good. reaction page one, like, I was like wait what? a minute something's not right here what a difference though. It was so good. Oh God! And and a moment of silence for Ralph Dibney. So is he dead? I think he's dead. Is he as dead as um as as Animal Man or the question or I mean well, does anybody stay? Dead. Well, now he's dead. But remember we had the fake out, right? So well, Animal uh, Man is not dead. He can't die anyway, though. Right? Yeah. So uh, I think Ralph's dead. 
I he, think he's dead he, too. The lady went, went through his heart and he's bleeding out on the floor. Which honestly, given what happened in Identity Crisis, did you think that I never? Th- I I always thought that after Identity Crisis happened, that he had a target on him, like he was just a matter of time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Oh yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I now, think that that's been his character arc all through this whole thing. The question was like, does he want to be redeemed or does he not have a reason to go on? And the fact is, if they had gone through where he'd be redeemed and go on without Sue, everything before it would have seemed false. Yep. I thought it would be, he'd be a much darker character. I mean, possibly even Doctor Fate was the, was people thought he'd be the new Doctor Fate. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, my only question, and I know I'm going to ask, and I know you guys can't answer, but or maybe you can, and I'll be shocked. Who is that girl at the end of the green air? Where? At the cemetery. That fire? Is it fire? Yeah, Beatrice. I don't know why yeah. she'd be there. Yeah. Yeah, because she was in she was in the Justice League with him. Uh, well, so were a lot of people. Maybe she right, was well, friends with Sue or something, like had a relationship with them. Yeah, I knew who it was. Ooh, Animal Man and the Aliens show up in the next one. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so um, great week, packed week. There was at least you know five or six book more books we could have talked about. You know, Illuminati powers, Iron Fist, Spirit. I mean, it just went on yeah. and on. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was like it was like a punch. Oh god! But um, I wish they'd so, spread it out. Yeah, so do I. I mean, like well, like the worst thing I remember was probably Civil War, and that wasn't really that bad. Yeah. yeah so at least all right. So um, this issue was brought to you by YouBuyNow.com. This this issue. This and I episode. call comics episodes. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by YouByNow.com. You can go there for all your uh, toys and action figures and collectibles and prop replicas and all that stuff. They've got all the DC Direct and Marvel Legends and the cool Star Wars stuff. So go to YouBuyNow.com and tell them you came from my fanboy. Get those all new right. figures. They don't have right. them there. Listener mail. Number one, yeah. Justin. He writes in and says, what makes a comic book event? Specifically, do 52 and one year later fall into this category alongside others such as Infinite Crisis and the Secret War? Yes. You think it's a, so? It's a loosely fitted term, really. Yeah. What's an, an event? event? Is an event yeah. when John Byrne returns and does one issue of X-Men with Chris Claremont? Well, no. I mean, I guess there's an event book, and then there's, like, event... I mean, it depends on what the event is. Like, is the event the, the, the talent working on it, like you said, or is the event what's happening in the book? Like, I'm, I'm Civil War is an event book because it was changing the status quo. It can you know? be anything. Like, Right, exactly, yeah. So yeah. there's no definition for it. But that, yeah. well, at, what, at what point does one year later stop being an event? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that the answer is something we do, but it, it, it's a weird... Yeah, but... Comic book event is is very overdone in terms of usage. Yeah, yeah. but that's with anything. Every sure, movie sure, that comes sure. out is an event. It's just a media thing. It's yeah. marketing. marketing. It's marketing. That's what an event is. It's marketing yeah. to make you buy something more than you would have before. And it works, yeah. goddammit. <laughs> It does yeah. work, goddammit. And the best comic yeah. book event ever? Yeah. Crisis on Earth. Con- uh, Ron? Um, that's tough. I don't know. I don't, I don't have one. I honestly don't have one. There's too many things. It can't be said. Yeah. Best cross, Atl- best giant crossover in my in At- my time? Atlantis Attack. Cataclysm. Well, yeah. Earthquake that was and Gotham. Yeah. That! Me and Connor were talking about that. That was a crossover where they kept everything running on time. All the trains were coming out when they were supposed to. Spanned yeah. across a bunch of books, and it was excellent all the way through. Yeah, you really felt as if that was the event, that that yep. was what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was that's so a very good, good point. And it lasted very a good. whole year. All right, let's awesome. move on. Cool. All right, our next email comes from Medjcomb. 
um, who, th- <laughs> who thinks that um, we as I fanboys should appreciate the fact that these movies are being made, and he's speaking specifically to Ghost Rider. Think about 15 or 20 years ago when there were no real comic movies. All we dreamed about was a Spider-Man movie or to see Wolverine flip someone off with his claws on the big screen. I have to admit that it isn't going to win any awards, but they made a Ghost Rider movie. I think the fact that these movies are being butchered by fanboys uh, shows how spoiled we become. Come on, guys. Cut them some slack. I guarantee people will criticize Venom. You know, I, I, knew I, we, say, I knew we were going to get a letter like this. And this is in response to our special edition podcast last week about Ghost Rider, where Josh, uh, where Connor and I talked about Ghost Rider because Josh chickened out. Uh, <laughs> My mom was here. I know it was probably the right decision. She to be honest, flew in. I know. Um, I'm not going. And, <laughs> and the th- the thing is, is that like Medjko, I mean, honestly, Medjko's kind of right. He's not at all right. He's not at all right. He's not even zero percent right. A little bit. No, um, no way. We should I'm take th- whatever we can get because that's all we deserve. Give me your no, scraps, no, 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 sir. Please no, 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 no. I said he's a little bit right in that we should appreciate <laughs> the fact that they exist because he's right. Fifteen, twenty years ago, they didn't, and they were a pipe dream. Now that doesn't excuse Catwoman. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was on the level of, of Catwoman. You know, like I mean, Catwoman's the bottom of the barrel. I think if Catwoman's like a zero, Ghost Rider's like a three or a four. You know, it's it's you know, like it's not the core. Roger Corman, Captain America, Did or you Fantastic see Four, whatever. It is. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> no, but the so, point is, you, no. Too many comic book fans have the opinion of just because it's based on a comic book, you have to like it, and that's bullshit. Right, which I think is fair. Yeah, which I think is fair. Yeah, I, th- I think we should strive for quality, like Sin City and Three Hundred, and, and you shouldn't you know, ever and, accept and anything X-Men. less than quality. In right, fact, if yeah. you do, they'll just continue to give you crap and just say, "Well, they'll take it anyway." Yeah, I'm just saying I can sympathize with where where whoever Medge comes is coming from. That's all. No, that's all. No, no way. I, I, no I, way. I'm utterly in Connor's camp. I'm I'm yeah, all for well, quality, no matter what it is. If it's in comics or TV shows or book or whatever, if something's not good, it's not good. It's the I'm same, not going to pay for it. It's the same response we got to X3 when people said shut up and like it because there was a fastball special in it. That means right. Yeah. No. I yeah. No. That, that's taking it to an extreme. I, I don't care that, that they made a Ghost Rider movie because I never cared about Ghost Rider. I don't care if he's in a comic book. I don't like all comic books because they're comic books. Right. That's doesn't track. Of course, people right. criticize Venom. I'm going to criticize Venom. <laughs> Six Gun writes in and he has three questions. Number one, was the Ed Brubaker miniseries point blank for Wildstorm any good? This was a Josh? precursor to Sleeper. Um, I actually bought the first issue and then thought it wasn't really worth keeping it going, so I don't know. Question number two, are you guys going to do a 300 podcast? Hell yeah. We are very excited for that. We need to, we need to be vindicated from Ghost Rider. I'll so. go to that one. Wash off the taste. <laughs> <laughs> Question three, which I think is a tough one. Uh, which series was better, or is better, Gotham Central, Criminal, or Queen and Country? That really depends on where you're coming from. Right away, I can eliminate Criminal. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. It's too soon just to tell anything, but I would have a hard time choosing between Gotham Central and Queen and Country. Uh, you know what? Why have to choose one? Well, if this only could be one. If it's like the Highlander. If there could be only one comic book, and you were down to those two. I'd probably uh, take Queen and Country. I'd probably take Gotham Central, but it would, I could I could take Queen and Country and not feel bad about it. But you know what? Uh, Six Gun, you can read all of them, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't have to just choose one. So. Sophie's choice. <laughs> so if you have a if you have a question for us and you want to, we get the old school a, references tonight, man. It's just Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> you can send an email to uh, contact at ifanboy dot com, and we'd love to get your emails. So thank you. Um, all right, on to the voicemail. Um, our first one's, I don't know, it's kind of mean. To you. 
Hi guys, this is Robert from San Jose, a uh, 50-year-old comic fan for a long time. A um, couple of things. Ron, first of all, could you go maybe two podcasts without using the word awesome? Not everything is awesome, and by golly, you use it way too much. Secondly, as opposed to uh, the Sandman geeks, you've been buying crappy X-Men comic books for 20 years. Give it up. Thanks. That voicemail was awesome. <laughs> Oh, like you've never got a phrase stuck in your head and that you just say a lot. So I think that he's just upset with the vernacular. Right. Well, I think I, he's upset I, because we made fun of Sandman fans. Right, yeah, didn't, that's where we touched the nerve. It doesn't help your image by you getting mad about us making fun <laughs> of you getting, our, mad about, getting mad about being made fun of. Proving our point once again. Um, well, here, so here I will pledge this, that I will go two episodes without saying the word awesome. You can't do it. I will. And I can't I go two episodes without saying fantastic or using the word <laughs> the. <laughs> I will. I will give it my best. Ron, just I say tremendous, it. tremendous, <laughs> tremendous. It's wonderful. Um, and and what's the penalty Robert, if you do though? I have to listen to the Cure. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, I have to read Sandman finally. <laughs> you, you probably own every Cure album, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's my. I don't know. My thing. I like them. Yeah, they're All good. Right. All right. So sorry, Robert. You know, deal with it. Um, <laughs> you and Heinberg, you can deal with it. Um, all right, our next voicemail is our first listener reaction to Civil War. Hi, this is Andy from Charlotte. Um, and wow, I just finished Civil War 7. And I have to say, not since Dark Knight. No, I'm kidding. Boy, that was awful. I just had to share, and I'm sure I'm one of many. Completely did not get Captain America. Whoops, I killed lots of innocent people. Oh, darn. Whoops, I'm about to beat up firemen. Oh. Oh, well, I guess I better quit. Hmm. No, I can't believe I did in the first place. Ugh. Except for Hercules channeling Lloyd Benson, a complete disaster. Love the podcast. He, uh, he made us sound glowing. You know, <laughs> no, exactly. I was thinking about it really does the whole, you know, the whole Captain America speech about uh, standing firm like a tree when everybody else is around you and against you. Yeah, that, that's all that was, an amazing, was that an Amazing Spider-Man? That was my Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, so and that, right. basically that all, Miller... Uh, Miller took the meat out of the out of the only good thing uh, Michael Straczynski wrote. Oh yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Not the only. And you know why? Lack of continuity. <laughs> hey, Andy, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Andy didn't weigh in on whether or not we should go to the Heroes Con. I think we know where Andy stands on I that. Think we do. <laughs> uh, you know, it, Andy. Br- Andy brought the funny. Andy was good. I like that voicemail. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna people are gonna equate that with our opinion. By the way. We're going to start getting emails that are like, you shouldn't have hated Civil War, which we oh, did yeah. know such thing of. Right. Well, you know, you can't control well, if you the press. Well, if you, if you wouldn't characterize it as hate, what, what's the one word you would use to distri- describe your overall feeling about Civil War? Disappointment. Yeah. Disappointment. Disappointment. That's, yeah. I wanted yeah. to like it more than I did. Yeah. Oh, God. Christ. And I'm angry. Well, it's, better, it's, Cap. It, it's better than Spider-Man Rain, that's for sure. Oh. 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 Did, did I just say did that you read that? I'm reading it. Hell yeah, I'm reading it. I don't even know with you. I gotta check. I, I gotta keep I, you I, honest. Are you still reading so, Moon Knight? No, I dropped Moon Knight. I did drop Thank Moon Knight. God. So, all right. Okay, and our last voicemail actually um, is something I was curious about too. Hey guys, this is Arlen from Woodby Island, and uh, I've been catching up with uh, the Thunderbolts and with Penance, you know, who used to be Speedball. My question is, did it ever occur how he can wear that suit uh, with you know the spikes facing inward without? Um, you know, like dying from blood loss or gangrene or, you know, like spikes that are breaking your skin. 
all the time. Like you would eventually die from that, wouldn't you? So anyway, if it ever covered that, uh, it'd be great to hear about it. Thanks. Apparently, Penance's powers are triggered by pain. I did I did not know that. Why would his mutant power change because of an event in I politics? No, I like ah. and, and like I feel nothing went <laughs> nothing right at all. Nothing. <laughs> Do you remember the summer at the cons when Kazada was saying, you know, like, oh, we joke about killing Speedball, but I think you'll like what we did with Speedball. It's like, what? No, no. No, we, we don't so like bad. it. It doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense at all. It's so... It's dumb. Now he's like, a, he's like an opening act for dance. <laughs> Guar. Don't say a bad word. That's don't say a bad word about Guar, though. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying he does like look like Guar. That's awesome. Uh, uh, he the penance penance can survive in the same way that anybody that flash grabs while he's running really fast doesn't explode. Well, it's just comic at, book comic look book at you physics. Explaining it, comic book physics. It's the slave urine. <laughs> so um, if you if you want to call us, um, you can call and leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven, or contact at ifanboy dot com for the email. So um, oh god, we're done. <laughs> crikey. <laughs> Josh, how would you assess the show this week? I thought it was excellent. <laughs> hey. I'm no longer allowed to say that I don't think the show is <laughs> At least in public on the show. Help me. <laughs> so go to ifanboy.com. You can check out all the discussion there, and you can also um, go to the forums at Revision 3, and you can also start your own discussion there. There's a lot of activity yeah, on both so websites. we probably should address the um, um, where we are in time, that we're actually recording this before the New York Comic Con. Um, I yes. thought you were going to do a Back to the Future thing. <laughs> no, so this is actually being recorded before the New York Comic Con, but it's going to come out after the New York Comic Con. So um, hopefully you heard last week when we said we'd be at the New York Comic Con, and we saw you and we hung out. Um, but it was cool. Yeah, that was that was really funny. Doc, this is heavy. That was great. Oh laughed. man, that was funny. Do you remember when? Do you remember Good when times. that? Ha- oh Good yeah, times. that was great. Anyway, so I couldn't believe. I know. And then then when she walked by, and it was like, oh man. And then Ron punched yeah, that guy. Cra- and then when and he bailed me weird. out, and then, yeah. So, anyway, but, yeah. um... Guys, uh, Oh! Congratulations! <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, um... So, but anyway, but the good thing is is that if you saw us in New York Comic Con, you saw that we were filming for our video show, and we are gonna do our damnedest to get an episode out for you this week, this Wednesday. Um... The Wednesday right. after the con. So, um... It's, it's gonna, gonna hurt. hurt. But we're gonna and try. to be honest, it might not happen. <laughs> but, but, like I said, we're gonna do our damnedest, so... I said there's a ten percent chance it won't happen. I think those, that's fair, Josh. What do you think? Do you have more faith in us? I, I, I'm, I'm actually using this time right now to rest <laughs> yeah, up. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I meant to use this time to rest up, but that didn't work out. Um, so yeah. what are you can do. Um, so anyway, yeah. So, so this upcoming Wednesday, look at ifanboy.com or revision3.com/ifanboy for hopefully the New York Comic Con special. Um, but. If not, definitely right. the week after. Yeah, definitely the week after. But we're shooting. Yes, we're going to start. February kill February twenty eighth is your day for the New York Comic Con. Hopefully, um, but anyway, so February twenty eighth is my first day as a thirty year old. <laughs> oh, that hurts, where I'll buddy. be artificially yeah. aged ten to twelve oh, more years. Which brings me to about so, 30. but uh, <laughs> so, but that brings us to next weekend, which is WonderCon in San Francisco, where Connor and I will be at and representing and. Good God! What are you? I know. Thinking? So, um, so we are going to be there. We're going to be at the con. We're going to be filming. We're going to be talking to folks. If you see us, please come up and say hi. Um, Saturday night at Isotope Comics on uh, Fell and Goff Street. Um, go to isotopecomics.com. There's going to be a party, a bitchin' party that we're co-sponsoring. Um, the iFanboy Who Scout or whatever at the co- at the Comic Book Lounge. Um, I really should have planned this before I said it. 
Um, so go there Saturday night and and get Connor drunk. And then um, Sunday morning at 1130 with a very hungover Connor will be um, – <laughs> That's a smart We're move. actually going to be on a panel um, with, um, with the uh, – yes, too. from I Read Comics, that excellent podcast. Um, and we're going to be talking comics, podcasting, and comics and that whole thing. So please come. If you're going to WonderCon, look on the schedule. Come to our panel on Sunday morning. It's going to be rad. We're excited. Um, it should be fun. And then you can look for the WonderCon video out not the Wednesday after WonderCon but the next week after that. So. Yeah. yeah, we can't get it out yeah, of time. but because we have to fly cross country, bastards. And Josh is staying home to celebrate his birthday, which we're all very excited for. So congratulations, Josh. <laughs> Wait, <to> not die. <laughs> Someone is the red light in your Someone. hand blinking? Because I'll, I'll be checking good. them. I'll, I will be checking myspace.com slash ifan for those videos. <laughs> yeah, for that and uh, and comicspace.com slash ifanboy. Where let's be honest, we all need yeah, more friends. Exactly. And you can um, you can go to dig.com or podcast alley or go into iTunes and you can uh, dig us or vote for us or leave reviews or leave comments. We love to get feedback from everybody on sites other than our own as well as our own. Make a deal with you. If the uh, Comic-Con video is out on Wednesday, you have to go leave us reviews. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a, good a good deal. deal. Yeah, please do. Because the video show, you should yeah, exactly. love if you like and it. And also, again, mentioned it last week. If you go to iTunes and on the main page in the lower right-hand corner, there's a, a link for Comics Culture. And there's a, that's a great clearinghouse of a bunch of great comics podcasts. So definitely go check it out, guys. And, and if you like what you hear and what you see on Wednesdays, you can go donate some cash. You can go to ifanboy.com slash donations, or you can click on the donate box on the front page of ifanboy.com. Also on the front page is the Frapper Map link, which I'm almost getting tired yeah. of talking about. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so I think it's time now to go sleep before we die at the New York Con. Oh, it won't be that bad. No, I'm just no, just because we're gonna be so busy. We're gonna be panels and Paul Dini, yeah. Paul Dini, Paul Dini, Dini, Dini. You're right. It is Dini. Jesus Christ. I hope he doesn't cancel. And um, yeah, it's gonna be fun though. There's a lot. Of, it looks like there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on. A lot of cool people, and hopefully, we had a good time. <laughs> I had a it was super awesome. time. No, oh, you blew it. <laughs> oh, you said oh, awesome. Fuck. You got to Wait, no. I said now. next episode. Next is starting. Next episode. Sons of bitches. Right. Uh, but you were talking in future tense. Oh. Though. <laughs> you were like, we will have had an awesome time. So I think that puts you in next time. Oh, now this, you have to read this, Sandman. I will bring this it is tomorrow. Heavy. Uh, no, it's starting next week. <laughs> starting next episode. Oh, the dog. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> when did you become the visitor? <laughs> Oh god, let's get the hell out of here. Before we get to the Bye, it's time everyone. to make like a tree and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye. Well then. <laughs> you just signed up. <laughs> It's like my dad made fun of me. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know if I want to be reading Kyle 750. You will, though. I know. <laughs>